What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Cam, sitting here with my lovely wife, and we are your host for the podcast, Everything Is We. We're back at it again. and uh, Back at it again. With yeah, the since the last time we uploaded, we dropped uh, a bomb on y'all. Well, not really. A bomb? Um, you dropped a bomb? No. You dropped we just, bomb We just kind of gave y'all a little inside baby. look. You dropped the bomb on me. A little inside look, a little... little uh, Sneak peek into the life of a PK, preacher's kid, for those of you that don't know. Uh, we had a lot of comments on the YouTube channel. Um, a lot of y'all hitting, hitting us up on the on the socials, saying that a lot of y'all, it's a lot of PKs out there, for one. And number two, a lot of you all that have been like elders, children, Deacons, kids, so on and so forth. Like you guys said, you kind of, you kind of that resonated with you, and you could you could feel where we were coming from. Or even if you were just a church kid that went to church all the time, a lot of people saying they they felt me. Um. So yeah, we're gonna continue that series. Not right now, but we're gonna continue that. We want to have some special guests on. Some some we we. I mean, I have a, a lineup, like ready to go. Uh, but that'll come in its time today. Today, we're going to be talking about something else. And before we get into that, honey, is there anything that you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to share with the people? No. All right. So today we're going to get into, uh, I posed a question on my Instagram and, uh, Asked y'all to hit me up. Um, y'all remember to hit us up on Anchor and send in some voice notes if you want your voice to be heard in more than one way. But if you <laughs> if you want your question answered on the podcast, all right, we only had like one in the last week, and it was about like cheating or something like that. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't really know. You what don't to, cheat. I don't, so really I don't know. know. I don't really know what to say to that. Some stuff people be asking. I'm like, I don't have anything to say about it because I don't. If yeah, ask a question that I feel. I don't know. I don't know what to do with somebody. Ask a question you. that you feel like is on. going to help you, not and not just you. Because some of the sometimes, some of the questions that you all have sent in from the voice notes have been like very very personal. And a lot of times we can't answer very, very personal questions because I don't, number one, I don't know your situation. I don't know you. I don't know your side. I don't know <laughs> I don't their know side. You. you know, so it's kind of, you know, you that's that's yeah. like, that's more like a, a premarital counseling type question. A counseling period. Therapy. A therapy question. Yeah. You got to take so, that to your therapist. I, um, I don't know. We, we are two individuals who are giving our advice opinion and our perspective Literally our per- opinion. and our opinion on a lot of things now there are some times where i will go into the word and and what the word says trumps what i say um i should be getting my opinion <laughs> yeah so if if you if you need counseling and things of that sort there are resources and people out there um that we can connect you with but and you guys can ask y'all can ask about other things that doesn't have to be like your life is ending and you need some advice on how to get your life back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be that. I don't know. I think, I don't know. It could be about anything. You can ask about anything really. Right. So legit. 
Legit. I feel like some people like just feel burdened to ask us deep philosophical questions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So wanted to say that now as we move forward. Um, shout out to uh, his name is actually Cameron. So shout out to Cameron. Um, and his question was how to apologize so your spouse receives it. How to apologize so your spouse receives it. Now, I looked up some resources because I like to come in, you know, having done some research uh, outside of the things that I believe myself. But first, I'm going to start with what I believe, what we believe you should do. Um, And some of some of the things we're going to say is going to sound like repetition, but all great teachers continue to repeat themselves. So. First, I'm going to say it starts with effective communication. One of the things that Vicky and I have tried to do on the podcast is to nail it on the head that you have to communicate properly in every relationship that you have in order to negate miscommunication, misunderstandings, people feeling things that may be left unsaid, creating scenarios and atmospheres where it's going to cause chaos or, or misunderstanding or, or fallouts from lack of communication. And that's on both parties, right? So one of the things that I am going to say is that you have to communicate effectively and effective communication takes you understanding the other party, right? So if if you're apologizing, that means that you're in the wrong. So you have to know what you did was wrong and then change that behavior. Like, I feel like preaching already. You have to repent. To repent means you turn away from the thing that got you in that situation in the first place. You literally have to repent to your spouse. And repent is an action. It's I'm I'm going to take preventative measures to ensure that I'm not going to do that again because I don't want you to feel what you feel right now. Yes. If you don't feel like you did anything wrong, don't apologize. <laughs> just to just to move on cuz that don't work. <laughs> It don't work. I don't apologize for something that I don't feel like I did. That's that's one thing. I think you have to be like honest in your communication. Like, okay, explain to me what I did wrong. And I feel like some people get mad or offended when you do that. Like, I shouldn't have to explain what you did wrong. Yes, you should. You should explain because we're grownups. Yeah. You can't assume that everybody knows how you think and feel. So you can't just be like, you should know. Okay. What if they really don't know? Like, what if you really don't know? Like, some people play dumb, but then some people just really don't know. So, like, if you don't feel like you did something wrong, don't just apologize just to apologize. Like, get some clarity first and help help each other understand where you're coming from. But you also can't do that if you don't care about where the other person is coming from. And a lot of people be having conversations with other people not caring what they think and just caring about how they feel. And that's selfish so you can't do that either. <laughs> like you can't be mad about something and just like expect them 
to get it. Because sometimes, I mean, there's two there's two ends of the spectrum. It's like some people some people have really been offended by something because it was actually hurtful, and then some people are offended by things because they were hurt by somebody else, and then that offends them. But nobody knows that it offends them because it's like something that's triggering just to that person, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then, like, they take it personally when really that person didn't even do anything to them directly. It wasn't personal, but they take it personally because they're offended. And if you never explain those types of offenses to somebody else, they're not going to understand that you they offended you or you offended them. So then they don't know how to fix it because they don't know why you're offended, if that makes sense. Like, you have to be... If there are certain things that you know you don't like, you have to let that person know you don't like that so that they know not to do it. And that's not because some people feel like you shouldn't have to teach someone how to love you, but you kind of do. And if you don't feel like doing that, then don't get in a relationship. (laughs) You you, kind of do like certain things are a given like, okay, yes, you should treat me right. Like you should be nice to me. You shouldn't call me ugly. Like, you know, certain things you just shouldn't do. But then there are some things that you kind of have to teach. You right. know, like you kind of have to let people know where you're at right. on certain things. And if that's a deal breaker for you, then you got to establish that from the beginning. You can't just be like, I fell in love with this person and they do stuff that I don't like. Well, did you notice that they do stuff that you don't like before you fell in love with them? Because you probably should have took inventory on that and let them know up front that something was offending you. I, I don't know. That's just how I feel. So that's good. I'm Now I'm going to go to the first point in the resource that I looked up. And the first thing that they say you should do, this is from ourpeacefulfamily.com. We're not sponsored. This is just me <laughs> posting about a resource. First thing that they say you should do is admit that you are wrong. It says this step is important. The most important one of all, you have to admit the Here's the beautiful thing about marriage. Marriage is two people coming together to accomplish a goal. Those of us that are believers, that goal is to exemplify, embody what what God's idea is of family. Okay? And when we come together, we are two people that continually die to self selfish ambition selfish desires uh just self like marriage is a consistent dying of self right i can't do what i want all the time she can't do what she wants all the time we have to be in agreement and sometimes it's not it doesn't feel good <laughs> to, oh man, I really wanted to do this, but she wants to do this, right? Like, for instance, this weekend, was it? That was Sunday night. Sunday night, I wanted to go practice playing golf, right? Top golf in our area closed super early just for this particular Sunday. So we went to the golf dome. Now, the golf dome was supposed to have food, but when we got there, the kitchen was closed. So my lovely wife, who had planned on eating. I did. That's the only reason I came out the house. I I told her, I was like, if you want to spend some time with me, then come with me while I practice. And you can be in my, because that's, 
I understand her language, right? Hold on before you go. I understand that even though she didn't necessarily want to go, she would rather go with me and watch me than than me go and her stay here by herself. No, <laughs> no. The thing is, yes, it is. I would rather leave the house and get something to eat with you than be at home by myself and eat by myself. So that's that was the premise. I didn't want to go to the golf dome at right. all. I just wanted to get something to eat. But before we left, you said, well, don't leave me. Because like Sunday is like the one day where we don't have to do anything. Like it's like chill day. Right. It's relaxed day. And it was a beautiful and, day, like 75 degrees outside. And that's what I was confused about. I'm like, why didn't, why didn't you I like want to do something all day during the day when it was, was nice just, outside? I was just chilling. So that at night we could be in the house and I could just, you know, walk around in my robe and be comfortable. But we said all that to say <laughs> <laughs> she came with me and there was no food and there was no food. But she still, she didn't, she didn't cuss me out. She didn't have an attitude. She just understood. And then when we went out to eat the other day, she said, now, now, you know, you owe me. And I, and, and that's you valid, owe and, but it's not me. It's not. And I said this jokingly, it's not a tit for tat thing. It's either. not tit for tit. <laughs> it's not. And it's tit not. For tit. Oh, somebody else said marriage isn't, isn't always 50, 50. No. It's 100, 100. Sometimes it's 80, 20. Sometimes it's 70, 30. 100, Sometimes 100. it's 100, 100. You know what I'm saying? Like that it's, it's a teetering that it's, it's okay. I got you when you down, I'm up. Like I'm going to bring you up. So, so yeah, you have to admit when you're wrong. Okay. You have to admit when you're wrong, take responsibility for your actions. Okay. Number two says you have to admit that you've hurt your spouse's emotions. One of the worst things in the world is seeing my wife hurt. Whether I did it nine times out of 10, I don't. There's been a few times, but I don't like, I don't want her feelings hurt because, because I'm hurt. And once you take that mentality that you're a team and like what's hurting you is hurting me. Yeah. Then I feel like we can advance and we can move forward and we can progress in life. People have been saying it for for years and centuries, but like when you first get married, if your spouse, no, we were talking, I was talking to a new friend, Josiah, and he was saying, you know, when I got married, he just has the greatest when voice. When I got married. He just has the greatest voice. He ever. does. It's so calming. He was saying when he got married, he had a bunch of money in his savings. He married his spouse she had a bunch of student loan debt. Mm -hmm. He said the student loan debt was the exact amount that he had in savings. Yep. And he said, so when they got married, they didn't come together and he didn't say, well, girl, I don't know what you're going to do. Right. Uh, man, we're going to have to figure this. Man, you're going to have to get you a job. Blah, blah, blah. What did he do? He said, my money is your money and your debt is my debt. So he used all of his savings to pay for her student loan debt because now they were two individuals. They have now become one. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to do when we're, when we're dealing with issues and problems and circumstances. We had a po whole podcast about this. We attack the problem, not the person. Right. Anything I'm not add? your enemy. So they said on maps, 
I'm not your enemy. Don't talk to me like I'm your enemy. You know, don't talk at each other. But yeah, you have to, you have to understand. And it's funny because it's almost like, it almost feels like twin power, even though we're not siblings, but it kind of feels like that sometimes where like we feel the same emotion towards something. And I think that has to do with just us being on the same page. And like, we, we came into this on the same page. Like we get each other and we have a common, when you have the same goal, like the same morals, the same standards, the same values, you know, obviously we're not the same in all things, but in those core things, we're the same. So like certain things that upset you upset me too. So if you're hurt about something, I'm probably going to be hurt about it too. Or if I hurt, if I'm hurt about something, you're going to feel that too. So like, I don't know, like even if you did something to hurt my feelings, like you can feel that. And it's not like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like twin power. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, we feel the same things. So we don't, well, I mean, and that also could be why we don't hurt each other often because we get hurt by the same things. So I feel like you should, you know, understand who you're with enough to be like, if that hurts them, it probably hurts me too. You know, I don't, I don't understand how to describe it, no, but like what you're, what you're describing, emotion what towards- you're describing is literally, it's literally Christ's relationship with us. We're the church. Jesus coming back for his bride, the church. We have, there was a saying that we have to care about the things God cares about, hate the things God hates, and our hearts should break over the things that break God's heart. Like that's literally what you're describing. Because we have grown in our intimacy, we've grown in our communication, we've grown together with one another in knowledge Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Like we agree on the majority of the decisions that we make. Our thought processes are aligned. So things. I feel you. (laughs) When you talk about twin power, like we're on the same wavelength. Yes. And that's what. It was so not cute. to say we we're was, perfect, but I mean that's no, what works. But we was at this has nothing to do with this. But we was at uh we was at a retreat, and um one of the uh one of the other uh, leaders that was at the retreat, he came up to us afterwards and he was like, "I just love the way you guys look at each other when you when somebody is talking about one of you or when you're talking about each other." He's like, "It's just the way you guys." He started crying like he legit started crying. He has like tears coming out of his eyes, and he was like just talking about how me and Cam like. We just look at how just we just look at each other when we're talking, and I didn't. I never thought about that before. Like I how, never, never thought about. I mean, I, I guess probably because we don't look at each other when we're talking about things. Yeah. I don't know, but like when other people, it's like when we whenever we we're in other spaces and other people are observing us, they don't know us, and they're observing us. And like if somebody's talking about me or somebody's talking about him, the way that I'm looking at him, like I actually like him, uh, because I do. But it's like. We have, like, we we really care. And I feel like when you really care about somebody, like, when you really truly care about them, you feel their emotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody is telling, is talking to you about something or, like, encouraging you or affirming you or whatever, and, like, I, I feel what you're feeling when they're saying that to you. So, like, 
I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with what, I, what we was talking about, but I just thought about that. Um, well, it's it's when acknowledge the hurt in your spouse. Yes. Right. So if if you're hurt, I was saying if you're hurt, like I'm hurt. If you confuse, I'm confused. Have I hurt your feelings? I I can't. like. Even if you did, I, I can't remember. I, I don't think I've ever hurt your feelings. I can't remember. You're not really sensitive like that. Have I ever made you mad? All the time. I feel your anger. <laughs> no, I, I feel when I feel when you're stressed. Like when, when I'm like stressing you out or when I'm getting on your nerves, I can feel that. And I keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like making him uncomfortable. Um, no, but if you're like really upset with me, like I know. I'm like, oh, let me stop. But most of the time I'll. I know when he's frustrated with me. Yeah, most, most most of the time. I want you to feel my frustration. I'm glad going. that you feel that. You keep going. If so. I'm frustrated, I don't want to be alone in this. You're going to feel it with me. Yeah, and that's the thing that God has to continue working <laughs> on both of us. Uh, <laughs> here's here's the third key. The third key is let your spouse know how sorry you are. Like I'm talking about repentance is turning away from the thing that got you in that predicament. You can't turn away from something that you ain't mad that you did that's what i'm saying if you don't feel like you if you don't feel sorry don't say sorry if you don't if you're not gonna like if you don't feel like you need to apologize you don't understand don't say it like stop lying y'all gotta stop lying this is what a lot of men do and this is why women get upset and this is why women think men are trash because men oftentimes not you you're not men them other men that got them podcasts that be saying too much. Um, those type of men. Uh, the men, ones. men that men that have been uh, men that have kind of been given various platforms. Because, because, you know, I hate generalizations. I'm just, but they know him. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all know who I'm talking they about. Don't, they them, don't. Them, OK, I'm He's talking specific. about I'm talking about the men that in your, that you've met in your life that you claim are trash. Because every, every woman has met some man that is trash. You know of them. You've heard of them. You've, you've dated them. Whatever. Um, those type of men. Just picture that man in your head. Okay, this is the man I'm talking about. Um, this is what those type of men do. They say the things that they know women want to hear, but they don't mean it. So when they do something wrong, they fake apologize and do it again. And then that's where that men are trash thing comes from because they're like acting on things that they don't actually mean or they're saying things that they don't mean. Like they'll say, I like you. I saw this TikTok the other day of this girl who was like that one time that this guy told me that he liked me and I actually believed it. And it was like, I, I forget what trend it was, but it was, it was like her saying like a dude told her that he liked her but he didn't really like her and like guys do a lot of guys do that. Um, but they'll say the things that you want to hear basically. Um, and women probably do this too. There's some women who's, who've done it before. There's, there's a lot of manipulative women out there too. Um, they be wanting money and stuff. So they'll say all kinds of things too, but like you can't, you can't say things and not back it up with your actions. So if you aren't sorry or you don't know why you're apologizing, just don't do it. I'd rather you just not apologize until you understand and then apologize because I don't, I don't want a fake apology. Like don't lie. You know, that's lying. If you, if you apologize and you don't, you don't mean it, then you didn't apologize. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of, that's a lot of the reason why, um, why cancer, cancer, whoa, cancel culture 
can be as ruthless as they can be is because they've taken the apology thing and they've made it a like a I don't know they've made it like a negative thing like when somebody apologizes for something publicly they'll be like you don't mean that you just apologizing because you got caught and I feel like a lot of people think like that nowadays so yeah so that's why this is even a topic because people be like well they just apologizing because they got caught Okay, so do you want the, do you want an apology or yeah, no? Exactly. So that that's why you have to that's why you have to actually mean it because if you don't mean it, people already are thinking you don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like when the Travis Scott situation happened and he apologized and everybody's making fun of him for his apology because of the way that he said it. <laughs> and it's like we don't know if you mean it or not, but we can't tell because your emotions are not re- they're not giving off that you're sorry. It's just like, man, I'm I'm sorry that happened. Like, are you really? We don't know. We don't know. But that's that's why cancel culture has that ability to do that. Because people have been just saying things to save face, you know, instead of actually, like, doing the work necessary to, you know, actually mean that and repent. It's the same thing when you, like, when you actually, like, praying and repenting. You can't be like. God, I'm sorry I did this. And then go do it again. You can't do that. A lot of y'all doing that and you need to stop. Knowing good and well, you're going to keep doing it. Like, God, I'm not going to sleep with him again. And then you go go back and do it. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you're going to keep doing it, don't apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't act like you feel bad. You You know, I had a thought literally earlier this morning as I was leaving my personal training session when my trainer destroyed me. And I had this thought and it was a, it was a self-reflective thought. That's where thoughts come from yourself, Cam. Duh. But this thought was, and I'm going to circle this. It's going to all tie in. When I'm consistently in my word, studying, meditating on the word, praying over the word, um, really keeping the word at the forefront of my mind. It's really, really difficult for me to fall into temptation, sin, uh, lack of discipline, um, doing things that I know don't please God. Like it's it's hard for me to fall off. But once once I fall off, it's easy for me to stay in my falling off state. Right? It's easy for me to be comfortable in my sin. And not that I do, you know, I'm doing anything crazy, but it's literally easier for me to not be in my word. Once I've, I was like, oh, I missed a day. Yeah. And then you start feeling guilt, shame. Well, oh, I missed it. Oh, man. Then one day turns into two days. Two days turn into three days. This is for all the people who start their Bible plan at the beginning of the year and then stop like in February. Yeah. Me. It's, it's, <laughs> it's easy for me to then, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's like even going to like, oh, I missed a day. 
Oh, that's me. Days. That's like me. I was gone. That's me at the gym. It's all like, day. man, I just had so much momentum. Oh man, did actually, I miss? Did I miss three, four days? That's me, but a lot of things. And actually. then I start, I start getting lazy with my diet. I start eating stuff I know I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm eating things that are counterproductive to what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm. That's what it's like. Once you are in a state where. Like at first you were genuine in your apology and you really didn't mean to hurt your wife's feelings. But then you care so much about satisfying self that you stop caring about what your spouse wants or what your spouse needs. And that's that's a scary place to be in. So I want to encourage you to anyone to, to get back to that place that keeps you humble. That's the fourth point. Like be humble, humble yourself don't lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish. Don't lose sight of the precious gift that you have in your spouse. Man, our spouses are some of the greatest gifts that God could ever give us. And and what the enemy wants to do is he wants us to lose our minds and have bad relationships and have bad uh, generational decisions and, and cycles that we keep regurgitating. Like, that's what the plan is. So... Just, you know, humble yourself and always think like, man, like, I think the yeah, this could be taken from me. The ability to apologize effectively or like how easy you can apologize is like a good indication of how close you actually are to your spouse. Like, because I feel like those are things you build over time, like the closeness is built over time. So your ability to like, if you, if you, if you can't humble yourself to apologize, your relationship is very weak. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like a very weak connection when you can't like look your spouse in the eye and talk to them about something and like own up when you're wrong. Like it just seems like, there's a lot of this very shallow. Your relationship is pretty shallow. That's what it that's what it seems like. Cause when you have a deep, deep connection with somebody, apologizing to them should not be hard. Because you just want to have peace and harmony with somebody that you're that close to. Maybe that's just how I see it. But like, I mean, I like if I get if I did something very wrong, like are there are things where I don't want to apologize because <laughs> it's not that serious and you know that you know what I mean like it just be stuff like if I was wrong about something and I really made a case for it and I really really thought I was right but I was wrong I'd be like I don't want to apologize because I felt like I was really right but if it's something that actually like hurt you like seriously like I I would apologize before I even figured out if I did something wrong because I'm like he's really hurt dang like I'm sorry that that happened mm-hmm. to you it's not even about me and being prideful is like I'm sorry that ha- that happened to you. Like, I feel for you. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't I don't ever like think so highly of myself that I don't care about how you feel. Like, I always think about how you feel first before myself. I think that's the whole point of you being in a relationship. Like, you think about that person, and not that I don't think about my own feelings. But I consider yours because I'm, because I care about you. Like, I mean, you know, that's I. 
I feel like it's like when we talk about intimacy, like you build you if you don't have that a lot of other emotions and stuff, you won't notice. Like you won't feel that. Like you won't you won't feel what your spouse is feeling if y'all are not y'all don't have an intimate connection. You're not gonna feel what they're feeling because y'all ain't close. You know? That's the indication of y'all ain't close. Y'all need yep. to be closer. Like the fact that you can't apologize means you don't feel your spouse. If you don't feel them emotionally, like you're numb to their feelings, like how do you how do you do that? I don't know. That's that's sad. I would never want to get to a point where I'm that disconnected from you. And that's what sin does. I'm I know I'm being real preacher right now, but sin desensitizes us from what is right and what is holy selfishness is related to sin because if you always do what you want to do you are not doing what God wants you to do because a lot of things that God wants me to do I don't necessarily want to do it growing up as a kid eat your vegetables vegetables don't taste good they don't. Y'all be lying when y'all say stuff. But they are it. good for you. You got to put a whole bunch of seasoning you on You know it. what tastes good? Ice cream. Mm-hmm. Sweets. Mm-hmm. Candy. But you know what will kill you? Ice cream. <laughs> sweets. Candy. What good, what tastes good to you isn't always good for you. And what doesn't taste good for you is oftentimes to you. what's good for you. Or yeah, what doesn't taste good to you is oftentimes what's good for you. Discipline and consistency. Didn't I say that was going to be the word for 2022? Discipline and consistency. If you are not disciplined and you are not consistent, it's going to be very hard for you to accomplish anything in life. Mm-hmm. I like what this says. It says, try not to write, send a text or email an apology. It got to be face to face. You have to say it to their face. You have to. Because, That's very true. Because your offense oftentimes took place in front of them. Yep. But you also, it's something about like saying something to somebody's face. It means a lot more. Because um, when you're writing something, to me... This is just how I feel. This is me personally. To me, it is, um, well, because one, you can't read people's emotions through a letter. Or you can't, you can't, um, they're like body language. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in front of someone, like you can literally feel their energy, you know? Um, that also creates closeness and intimacy. So you have to be able to confront somebody in front of their face, but, um, you can't, it can be, words can be misconstrued and they can also be taken out of context. And like, you just, you don't get the same effect when you're not in, in person, you have to like look at them. And I feel like it's also kind of cowardice. Is that a word? Did I say that right? It's also like kind of like cowardice I'm just interjecting cowardice sounds like the female version of coward <laughs> I think you it kind of comes off as cowardly 
when you can't say something to somebody's face. And that is where you lost me. <laughs> like I need you to I need you to say it to my face. Say it to my face. Say it to my face. <laughs> um and this says if you can't verbalize it, look a little deeper and ask yourself what is preventing you. Yep. What's preventing you? Yep. Communication is key. That's like the top if you ever meet anybody and they tell you what their advice is, communication is key. But a lot of people, most people, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna generalize. None of us know how to communicate properly. We are not born out of our mother's womb knowing how to communicate. So none of us really know how to do it properly. We are all learning how to communicate. All of us. Even if you think you're the best communicator ever, you have still had communication issues and you know you have. Don't lie and say you haven't because you have. So we all have to learn how to communicate. Why? Because everybody's different and they need to be communicated to differently. So you don't know how to communicate to everyone. Um, so you have to be able to like learn how to do that in the right way so that you're not ruining your relationships you know because i was jeff safty's muse in uncut jobs (laughs) 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 why did you do that Because you started talking like I'm going to move on. The next one is forgive yourself. This is something that I struggled with for a long time. Not with you, just in general. Because I don't really do anything bad to you. If you keep talking like that, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) Good job. No, seriously. Like, this is something that... Because for real, like, for real, for real, like, I don't really be hurting people like that. But the people I know I have hurt in some way, I had become like really good at compartmentalizing that I hurt them because I didn't want to feel what they were feeling. Cause I do that happens. Like when you care about somebody, you feel what they're feeling. So like, if you know you did something wrong, like it makes you feel bad. So in order to like, like avoid the guilt of that, I would just like push those feelings away. And then by doing that, I wasn't forgiving myself because you can't forgive yourself if you don't confront the feelings. You know what I'm saying? So by not confronting the feelings, I was also not forgiving myself and just moving on and pretending like it didn't happen. Um, not knowing that that guilt like festers over time. So if you don't forgive yourself, like you'll live in a. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? You live in a like. You'll be like a repressed version of yourself, like. I don't even know how to describe it. You can't, you can't, you won't have any peace. That's number one. You won't have any peace. So then you'll be like walking on eggshells all the time, but not because somebody else is putting those eggshells down. It's like you put them down yourself and you're walking on them. You know, I don't know how to describe it. That's how I saw it in my head. It's basically guilt, shame, and disappointment. It's like operating out of guilt. So then like you just start apologizing for stuff you don't even have to apologize for. And and this is gonna sound like, oh, really I'm sorry bad. for being myself. But like, I literally like, pray. Like, I go in immediately when you when I meet people and they're constantly saying I'm sorry for everything. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Or like you, you open tell. the door. Oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, why? Yeah. Why are you sorry? You can tell somebody made them feel guilty for something, or like, because sometimes it's not and even it's something you them. did, or even it's not something that you meant to do. But because somebody won't forgive you, you don't know how to forgive yourself, and so then. 
because I've also dealt with that too, where somebody just won't refuses to forgive and like literally will say, I can't forgive you. And then it's like, well, I don't know how to fix that. So I can't, I can't forgive myself because I don't necessarily know how I, what I did wrong. So it's like the opposite of not wanting to apologize. It's like, I apologize, but I don't, I still don't understand how to rectify that situation. Like how to, you know, get clarity out of it. So now I feel like whenever I come in contact with other people, I'm like projecting something that I did and I don't know how to fix it Mm -hmm. because they didn't give me clarity on how to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I went and I've gone into a lot of, this was just a friendship thing. I've gone into a lot of friendships like apologizing for being myself because I'm not sure what part of myself offended that person. So it's like, well, I don't know if all of me is bad. So I'm just going to apologize for everything (laughs) or like withdraw and hold things in and not be my full self. Um, So I had to, regardless, I had to learn how to forgive myself when I do things wrong because yeah, it could just like, if you've been beat, if it's been beating your head that you're always doing something wrong, you don't know how to forgive yourself. Yeah. 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 That's it. Show yourself compassion because like Vicky was saying, sometimes, and I've, I've done this before as well. Sometimes you can be so upset at yourself for doing the thing that's made you have to apologize in the first place Yeah, that now you've, you've been or you've grown angry with yourself yeah like how could you do that like we we both have that oh oh, i'm just so stupid like then you start calling yourself names yeah negative self you start labeling yourself things that you're not but because you made a mistake now the enemy has continued to plant things in your mind and then stuff like this is what causes people to to lose their mental or to go into uh uh states of oppression and depression because of mm-hmm. mistakes that they may have made where they may have hurt someone or injured someone or things of that sort. So I really, really, really encourage you to forgive yourself, yeah. seek counsel, seek help because we don't want you to beat yourself up over a mistake. Yeah. As great as the mistake may have been, ask for forgiveness, repent to the individual and to God and allow God to heal your heart because you are not the thing that you did. Yeah. This is something that I, and this, I mean, it wasn't necessarily towards you, obviously. I've said that before. But this is something I think, well, we've talked about, I touched on it before, um, about like when I was attacked on the internet (laughs) in 2016, when I, when I went through my, uh, I had to apologize. Most of y'all know this. I had to apologize publicly. Um, And that actually was, out of a lot of different reasons, a number of things happened, but that was one of the main reasons why I did have like a, like I had a, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It just kind of changed the way I saw myself. And I had to like learn how to forgive myself after that because I had to apologize publicly and people still didn't care. Like they were still mad and stuff. It's like when there's like a whole bunch of people that I had to apologize to. So Like I had to learn because I didn't know how to move on from that for a little while, just because mentally I didn't necessarily know how to like forgive myself, even though I don't feel like I didn't feel like I needed to forgive myself because I didn't do anything to myself. But because I guess other people expected me to be so remorseful about it, like 
I felt like I had to, I was feeling something that I couldn't, I couldn't shake it for some reason. So then I had, I went into like this mental process of like beating myself, beating myself up every time I did something wrong. And this is, like I said, I forget which episode I said it in, but I was like talking about how I had to like, um, like editing, editing myself all the time and what that does to my mental health. Um, because I like the light on my face. <laughs> um, but how that affected my mental health, because like I, I was literally like editing in, a, in an apology, apologetic mode. Like, OK, I can't I'm going to take myself like I'm going to take I'm going to take what I said out here because I don't want to have to apologize for that. I don't want to have to apologize for this. I don't want to have to explain myself. I don't want to have to like it was always me constantly like filtering out a lot of my personality because I didn't want to offend people. And like knowing that I've offended that many people at once before, it made me like so apologetic just for being myself. And that was like multiplied on top of friendship trauma and like things that happen in real life with other people that I had to apologize for. Like, I'm sorry for showing that on the vlog. I'm sorry for putting this in there. I'm sorry for that. Like, it's like having to do that so often, like made me not want to even be on the Internet for a period of time because I, I had to, cause people are easily offended and you have to constantly be, um, be mindful of that when you're sharing things. So like I, I had to learn how to forgive myself if I made a mistake. And there was a point in my life where I made mistakes and I had to like really learn how to forgive myself for that. Like, it's okay. You were, you're a, a early 20 year old like you're learning life just like everybody else everybody else makes mistakes it's just not publicized for the whole internet to see you know what I'm saying like my whole life is online so yes you're gonna find something that offends you I didn't know that at 22 23 I wasn't thinking like that I'm like the whole world hates me if I do something wrong that's how I felt and on top of that being a PK too when you can't make mistakes you can't do anything wrong you can't misrepresent your parents or your church so one little thing that you do, you get a phone call for it. Everybody is talking about it. Now it's a whole big thing. It's like that one mistake. It may not be big if other people do it, but if you do it, you know, so like that's like the depth of how hard it was to like be okay, not be okay, but just like understand, yes, I did something wrong, but you have to move on from it. You can't dwell on it. And you can't like hold that in. You know, so I feel like that's why we we both are so hard on ourselves because we got so many eyes on us, you know, so it's like we don't want to do things wrong. Like we don't want right. to make mistakes. We don't want to, like, hurt people or offend people or send people the wrong message. So if we do do something wrong, it's like, oh, my God, like it's life altering because we have so much weight, you know. So I try to be more gracious to myself and I also try to preach that to Cam a lot too because he does beat himself up a lot and if I catch him I'll be like no it's okay it's fine we'll figure it out you don't have to worry about it but we're both hard on ourselves in that way so hey I mean that's it ain't really much else to say after that uh, create an action plan this is gone this is deep create an action plan and then practice that action plan in order to not do the thing that got you into the ditch in the first place. 
get yourself a shovel and dig yourself out that ditch. Use that shovel and <laughs> put the soil back in the ditch so you don't go back to that place. My God today. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, hey, that's really it, man. I can't really can't really say uh, it. You tired of talking? I mean, there's really all the points were done. There's so much here. Never right. This is this your is just spouse's a, feelings. Oh my god, I used to do that. Okay, so I mean, I don't have to keep going into things you don't like when I talk about. <laughs> but you can't. Oh, I was really bad about this. See, one thing about the difference between me and Cam, even though we're we're similar, the difference between me and Cam is. Like we both, we both know right from wrong. We both have very, um, we're very, we're very good about that. We both know right from wrong. We're not like, I mean, I am a little bit of a rebel sometimes, but I don't hurt people's feelings on purpose. And he doesn't either. Like we never try to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. Um, but the way that we respond to feelings are very different with him. I'm very empathetic. Like, I feel like with you, I'm, I, I, I'm actually like. I want you to talk about your emotions with me. Like, I want you to be like, oh my God, share me, share with me how you feel, you know? But with other people, um, I can be a little dismissive. I don't mean to be, but I don't know how to, I've always struggled with handling other people's feelings. So if you're like me and somebody is sad or something and you need to apologize to them, um, but you're not good at showing emotion, you have to learn how to not be dismissive of their feelings. And like what that means is you can't say, and I'm still learning this. I'm still learning this. I follow a lot of therapists. So I try to like learn the lingo because there's certain language you have to use. And maybe you need a counselor or something to tell you how to do these things and write it down so you can practice it. Because I've had to practice, literally practice this. You cannot say, I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. Like you can't say that. I'm sorry if, no, not I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. I'm sorry if you feel that way. Like, you can't say it like that. Because people who are sensitive, they're not going to take that well. Like, you can't say, because then it to them, it makes it seem like you're gaslighting or like you're like, like you're like dismissing the fact that their feelings are real because you didn't acknowledge how you made them feel. You just acknowledged that they felt it. So you don't understand. It comes off like you don't understand what they feel, but you just sorry that they feel like that. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between I'm sorry you feel that way and I'm sorry for what I did to make you feel like, you know what I mean? Like you have to like, the words got to be structured right because otherwise it's going to come off like you don't care about their feelings. Um, and that's been, I've done that. I, I know I've done that. And I, listen, I am so sorry. If you have ever come in contact with me and I said something like that, I'm sorry. But I really didn't know that you can say that. I genuinely did not know you can say that. Mm. I'm sorry you feel that way. And because I am the way I am, I know I probably said it like that too. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it, but I'm sorry. Like, that. that's really like, I've had to really learn how to like not say things like that, you know? I don't struggle with that with you because, like, I don't really do anything to you. But if I have had to apologize to you, I definitely didn't say it like that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's because I can feel your feelings. Uh, I can't feel other people's feelings like that. 
Like I can't. I Song says, "I can feel your heart." That's and that's a sign. Crying out of the lack of closeness. You know, it's a sign of For lack me. of inti- intimacy in that relationship. It's like I don't get what you're feeling because we don't have an emotional connection like we thought we did, and that's a sad place to be. I feel like a lot of people deal with this with their parents because older generations don't know how to apologize. So that's why a lot of people don't know how to apologize because the generation before us and their generation before them, they are not apologizers. They do not apologize, <laughs> especially to their kids. They don't apologize. Like they're, they have their ways of apologizing, but like they don't ever really say, I'm sorry that I did X, Y, Z. It's like, I'm gonna buy you something or I don't know. Like they just, I don't know. Older generations don't know how to correctly articulate their apologies. I feel like that's carried on. We're going to be the generation that apologizes for things, guys. We're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to apologize to our children when we know we did something wrong and didn't. I'm not talking about my parents. My parents have apologized to me. Um, But well, not my mom, she doesn't do anything wrong, but (laughs) me and my dad have had talks. (laughs) Um, But I could, I listen, I commend anybody who knows how to apologize because it's not easy. You know, especially if you like really feel bad, you're like, man. But like anytime I would get in trouble, my dad would start crying and he'd apologize. Like, I'm sorry if I did anything to make you feel like you had to do this. I'm like, it wasn't you. I just really wanted to be bad. You didn't have to apologize for that. <laughs> you had to apologize for that, bro. Like, I did that on my own. That's my own decision. Um, but this is yes, I don't know who this is for, but you and your parents, y'all got to apologize to each other. I just felt that. I just felt that just now. Y'all got to apologize. Your family is dependent on it. Amen. If you leave this on, I'm going to keep talking so you you can stop. I was waiting for you to finish your thought. I didn't want to cut you off because then, you know, then that creates a problem that I have to apologize for. <laughs> Even though I don't, I don't care. Y'all, Cam is funny. Cam is funny because he'd be so fired well, up guys, to talk about the. Hey no, guys, let me finish listen. my thought. Let me finish my thought. Listen, guys. <laughs> he'd be so ready to talk about something. And then when he done, he really be done. <laughs> he really be done. Like when he's tired of talking, he get hungry. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm fake. You're fake. <laughs> You're so fake. Uh, guys, apologize. That commercial was brought to you by apologize. Uh, what are those things called? I don't even know. Think I was going to call it, but it ain't. It ain't one of those. Apologize to me. Screech. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye and apologize. To me. Well, listen, guys. This has been just such a tremendous episode. Thank you to uh, our caller who called in with that magnificent question. I'm so grateful that we were able to provide some resources and tools in order to assist you in your uh, efforts to communicate better and effectively with your significant other. Um, At this time, we are now going to open up for Mm -mm. donations. Mm -mm. Just kidding. Hey, we appreciate y'all for checking in this week's episode of Everything Is We. Hey, hit us up on Patreon if you want to support us 
in the way that you want to support us, become a Patreon subscriber member. It goes down. All right. Then hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and anywhere else that you listen to podcast content. And don't forget, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. A lot of y'all be watching and you have not yet subscribed. So don't don't be like that. All right. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to us. You're doing yourself a disservice. Subscribe. Okay. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next one. Love you. God bless you. Peace.